0: The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of our pastor, Greg Scalzo. Today we will be concluding a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series taken from 1 Kings chapter 1, where David is aged and weak, and his son Adonijah sees it as an opportunity To steal the kingdom. When we left off, David had aroused from his slumber to have his son Solomon, God's chosen, pronounced king. And Pastor was drawing on this account to give an important message to older and senior Christians. Before we go back into the sermon, let me invite you to visit us on the web to find out all about our church. The address is www. Dot dot org. Here now is Pastor
1: Greg Scalzo. There's a silliness that sometimes engulfs so many of your worldly counterparts, your worldly contemporaries. It engulfs them, it swallows them up. There's a self centeredness that many times will engulf your senior contemporaries in the world, that engulfs them, that swallows them up. Don't let it do it to you. Be wise. Be strong. If David didn't do here what God wanted, not what he wanted, not what was convenient, not turning over and saying, I don't have energy to deal with this, not just what he felt, what I can do that day. Maybe I can't do this this day. If David had turned away and not listened and was not quickened, if David didn't sit up and do what was right, the kingdom would have fallen into the hands of a sinful, arrogant, undisciplined man. And I know someone could be saying, "Yeah, but you know Solomon sinned greatly too." Yes, he did, right? But he came back, and we do have proverbs. We do have Ecclesiastes. We do have the song. Because initially, he loved God. Initially, he had a right attitude toward the people to want wisdom to deal with the people. And yes, he sinned greatly. But can you imagine Israel if Adonijah had been declared king? Think of it. Sinful, selfish man. And it was all in David's hands, in his weakness, in his cold, in his shivering, to make the decision to make the change. The future of your family could be in your hands. And as we get old and gray, we have to say, will we help to raise up the Solomons in our families? Will we aid in the church to raise up the Solomons so that the word of God can go forward, that the kingdom of God can go forward? We cannot turn back and pull the covers over our heads and just say, I have to think about me. That's not why the Lord placed you in this world. This is a matter of authority. The authority as head of a household. Here, David, the authority as head of a kingdom. Notice Nathan and Solomon and uh, Zadok don't say, hey, you know, the king's out of it let's just grab Solomon and make him king. You know, Adonijah did it, Abiathar and Joab's doing it, let us do it. Why? Because they're respectful of David. And what happens too many times as you grow older, those that are respectful of you will not assert themselves because they're not as sinful as those who are brazen and bold and and don't care whatsoever. And if you don't act righteously, you are indeed handing the kingdom over to the brazen and the bold and the arrogant. Because those that respect you are not going to use you in the way they will. And I'm sure many of you in your experiences in life have seen that in families. That the arrogant and the brazen, the Adonijahs win because the other ones are too respectful. And they're right to be respectful. But the person placed in a position of authority that might be aging needs to recognize that above all, that they have a responsibility to God. Now, how could this all have been avoided? Think about it. How could David have avoided this confrontation to begin with? He knew God's will. He swore by the living God that this would happen, that Solomon would be king when he was younger. So what could he have done? He knew his position. He knew he's old. He knew he's losing it a little bit. You know, if you got a brain, you know when you're not as sharp, you're not as quick, you're not as strong as you were before. David's not a stupid man. He could have taken and established Solomon before the people before all this happened, right? He was taking a dangerous chance, waiting to this point. But he didn't. He held on to the kingship. He held on to the authority. He held on to the power almost to the point that it was all stolen away and lost. And that's another thing that comes with the silliness of age. You know, authority requires responsibility. Authority and power is not there to place us on an ego trip or to say, look what I can do. And if you can do what authority dictates, then do it. If you can't, then you better find Solomon. And this is true in churches, with ministries. Sometimes in ministries, people hold on so long and they jeopardize the ministry losing out. It happens in families, it happens in nations. It's hard, human nature is hard to give up power. It's hard to release, to let go. And so you come into this conundrum of human nature where the individual wants to hold on as much as possible and yet does not want to do what needs to be done. If David was holding on, then David had to make sure he got out of that bed. Lord, I still need to be king. I feel I need to be king. Get me out of that bed. Not cover over and cringe and have a abishai rub him, keep him warm. If he knows he's at that point that he's given up, fine. Well, then give up and make sure the Lord's will is done. If you can't fight, you don't hold the position of authority, be it in a nation, be it in a family, be it in a community, be it in a ministry. Move on. But human nature, as we get old, we don't want to give it up. We like that position. We don't want to let go of the power but don't tell me what I have to do. I can't do that, I'm old, leave me alone. Well, which is it? Which is it? David here is setting up a very bad, the end result is when you have problems in families, you have monarchies where one is trying to take over another, you've had bloodshed over the attitude of some elderly people like this in human history. It's not wise, it's not righteous. It's the silliness of age. Thank God David wakes up. You can hear Benaiah, amen, finally he's reached. That he'll do something about it. He could have avoided it all, but once he saw he was slipping out, making sure God's choice, God's way, God's work was being done. And you have to ask yourself, could there, could there be double-mindedness in David's mind? He likes Adonijah, just like he liked Absalom. Now Absalom is looking to kill him. He's sleeping with his harem, and David's going, Oh, Absalom, my Absalom. He's making the people that fought for him feel sinful because he loves Absalom so much. And Adonijah's next. He's a beautiful child. He can't even say a word of rebuke to Adonijah. Could there be a little double mind in this in David? He knows God wants Solomon. He sees Solomon, as, even as a child, is wise. He'll get that temple built. Would the temple, the great temple, have been built if Adonijah was king? Would God have had his resting place? Where would the ark be? The old tabernacles, the Cain over in uh, Gibeon. What would have happened to the place of the Lord? What would have happened to Jerusalem? See, there are things that go far beyond you, senior Christians. There are things that impact the whole world. And when you're so focused on yourself, you can miss what God wants you to do. I think David had a soft spot for Adonijah. Maybe he felt, well, should I do this now? What is Adonijah going to say? And he put it off, and he put it off, and he put it off. And did he benefit Adonijah whatsoever? No. A matter of fact, because he waited so long, he set up the instance, the occasion for Adonijah to die. So he didn't benefit Adonijah either. You can't put off what God calls you to do today. You cannot put off what God calls you to do today. You need to be wise, to be diligent, to prepare your children, your grandchildren, to pray and pray and pray again. And I know it's not easy, but every day you're given is a day in the service of Jesus Christ. Where is your focus? Is your focus on yourself or is your focus on the Lord's work to your first vow, to your first love? Wake up like David and seek him, seek the Lord Jesus Christ to do what is right and the way to properly take the baton of Christianity that God has mercifully placed in your hand and pass it down to the next generation in a godly way that God might be glorified, that when you pass from this world to the next, when your mind is awakened, when your eyes see as they've never seen before and your ears hear as they've never heard before, you can hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Father God, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you, Lord, that through the lives of individuals in the Old Testament and the New, you reveal unto us so many of our faults and our weaknesses that we would not have to do the same, that we can learn by their examples. I pray for myself and all those who listen that as we grow older, Lord God, that you would keep us supernaturally alert. That the old age that Jesus deserved to live, and he would have lived it in great health because he never sinned, but his life was cut short, Father, that you would give that to us, that you would give us health in our old age to be able to be sharp and wise, that our minds would be flexible, and even when the devil would make it difficult for us to think and to reason, Father, we would count ourselves whole in Christ Jesus, and we would strain past that point where it's difficult. We would do the good work to desire your word, to constantly read your word, to constantly seek your spirit, to constantly handle the difficult things of life, to be good stewards, to train our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and all those we touch in our communities And in the world. Help us, Father, not to become silly. Help us, Father, not to become short-sighted. Help us, Father, not to lose sight of the focus that zeal we had in our youth, just because we can claim the privilege of old age. But Lord, let us lay down all our crowns before your throne and be good servants unto our last breath. We ask this in Jesus' name.
0: We invite you to visit Shear Jashub on the web. The address is www.shi'arjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Make it your site for serious Bible study. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.